Hey guys, what's up? It's Faith from faithmaria.com. Welcome back to another episode of my Blogging Breakthroughs podcast. This episode was originally a Q&A that I recorded in my Blogging Breakthroughs Facebook group. I hope you enjoy it. If you have questions for me, please come join the Facebook group. I would love to have you in there. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help answer any questions that you have. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is a little different than how I usually do because I, the other day, I've been having a lot of, I almost don't even want to admit this. I've been really addicted to my phone lately and I had to take Facebook off of my phone the other day. And so when I went to go live, I was just doing it in, I was going on Facebook in the like browser instead of the app and it doesn't have a button to go live. So now instead of putting the app back on my phone, I'm live on my computer. So I hope this is working. I hope you guys can hear me. The only thing I'm worried about really is the sound. I might try and like scoot you closer to me. My microphone on my laptop is not the best and I don't have my like recording microphone hooked up. So I hope you guys can hear me okay. Hi Desiree, how are you? I'm gonna start going through these questions. You guys asked me a bunch of questions in this other thread, but if you have any questions while I'm talking, just drop them in the comments and I'll try and answer them. Melissa says, I would love to see your workflow system and how you track all your tasks for publishing content and social media. There's so much to get done. I'm always missing something. Thanks. Okay, so hi, Jinji. I've been doing this a while, right? So I've been full-time blogging like over a year and a half now, and I feel like I'm in a pretty good flow of what I want to get done every day and what needs to happen. So I don't have that feeling. Like I remember when I started, I used to have that feeling of like overwhelm of like, oh my God, there's so much to do. There's so much to do. Like I don't have enough time, all that stuff. I don't feel like that anymore. And if you are feeling like that, Melissa, I don't know if that's what you're feeling. If you're feeling like that, I would really encourage you to start prioritizing your tasks. Just do one thing. You don't have to be everywhere. You don't have to do everything. As long as you're pushing yourself forward, as long as you're making progress, that's all you need to do. You don't have to do everything. And I used to have just like this almost like anxiety, like I got to be on Instagram. I got to be on Pinterest. I got to be on Facebook. I don't know what I'm doing. I got to email my list. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it's like, you know, just take a breath, take a minute, you know what I mean? And like dial back. As long as you're making content, as long as you're doing something for your business and taking the steps, but get clear about what prioritize your tasks. This is like, the key to for me actually I'll show you what I do when I do start to get that feeling there's a couple things I do and I'll, I'll show you guys what I do when I get organized these are from oh no you're not gonna be able to see these are from Ruth Sufo I if I'm feeling overwhelmed if I have a day where it's like I have a lot to do I'll fill out these and it's like my one thing oops I'm, I'm backwards my one thing here at the top so you put your like most important task and then your four like next tasks. And then it's kind of broken down into priorities. So like, it's like these things would be great to do, but like these we have to get done. And then the other side has like blocks of time. So I'll, my day is usually kind of broken up in chunks. Like first thing in the morning, six to nine is usually like writing time for me in the morning because that's my most creative productive time. And writing is like the thing that I've got to get done every day. I really, really try to write. I try to write a blog post a day, if not two blog posts a day. So six to nine is writing. Nine to two is usually consulting. That's when I work with Lauren from Badass Business Babes. That's when I work with uh, any kind of clients and stuff I have nine to two. And then I usually take a break in the afternoon and then the evening are like these last two blocks. So this helps me organize my day. Oops, there we go. 
this helps me organize my day because it's in blocks of time. Oh, I'm backwards again. But you guys see, it's like the first block is time, the second block is time. So it's like, what am I going to do in the morning? What am I going to do in the afternoon? Kind of in that second column. And that really helps me. And I fill, those, I fill these out when I feel overwhelmed. You don't need these to do this. Like you, all you need to do is prioritize your tasks is what I'm saying. And the way I prioritize tasks is like, you need to be looking at your bottom line. This is where I think people get twisted in their online business. Is like, you can look at your bottom line in the long term. Like I need to do this project, you know, because in the long term, it's going to make me more money or I need to do this because it's going to make me more money next week. But if something doesn't influence my bottom line, is not a priority priority for me personally. So like things that don't influence my bottom line, Instagram, my Facebook group, um, you know, stuff like that is not, it, I, I could not go on Instagram for a month and make the same amount of money. So, you know, those things are not a priority, priority for me because they don't influence my bottom line. Now, depending on how your business is, that might be different for you, right? Things that influence my bottom line are traffic to my blog. Right. That's why I write a lot of posts because I'm really, I know that if I get more traffic, I make more money. Right. My email list, having really good emails, like that kind of stuff directly influences my bottom line. So I really prioritize those things. What can you do, you know, that will influence your bottom line? And if you're not making money, it's probably because you need traffic. Once you have traffic, you can make money. Right. So if you're not making money yet, just prioritize traffic. <laughs> That's my suggestion to you. So this, I pull, I don't do these every day. I pull these out when I get that, that anxious feeling of like, oh my God, I have so much to do. I have a thousand things to do. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it all? And that way I have a plan for the day and I organize the day. And I don't usually get that feeling unless, um, there's a lot going on in my personal life and my business. So the way I function is like, I can kind of handle keeping all the balls in the air. Like if everything in business is good, you know, and my personal life is kind of quiet. It's when my personal life starts getting crazy and my business is already crazy that then I'm like, ah, so, so much stuff to do. So I schedule it all out. Um, and that really, really helps me. I like write out what you're going to do exactly like during which each time and make a plan, right? If you're feeling that sense of like overwhelm. The other thing I do, I don't have it next to me, but I got a bullet journal. I can't remember if I told you guys about this or not. I might've already told you about it. So I'm just going to tell you briefly. I have a journal. It's like a big journal and I am not artistic at all and I always thought bullet journaling was like beautiful like artistic pictures and all this stuff right because I saw on Instagram like all these people with bullet journals that were like gorgeous and they're really talented artists they're like really amazing but bullet journaling what it really is is just like a way to catalog all of your notes which is so smart right so what you do is you write your pages of notes where is it I'm going to show it to you guys hold on um here this is my bullet journal. So it's pretty big. It's like a big journal, but you can do any size that you want. It doesn't matter. And then I have the ones that has, it has like the, it's not lined. It's like a gridded paper like that. So you can like draw on it. And then what you do is I'll like write in here, like I'll write in here blog post idea for a week of whatever the week is. And then I make, you know, a list of seven blog post ideas for radical transformation project, seven blog post ideas for faithrine.com. And then that I want to do that week. And then what you do is you number the page on the top, whatever page number you're at, you put it in the corner. And then you go in here at the front. I have like my table of contents. And those are like all my notes with the page numbers. So if I want to find my blog post ideas, I want to find, um, like I have a page in here that's like our radical transformation projects 
like things I want to get done on the blog, like just long-term projects, short-term projects. I have on here my intentions for the month, my goals for the month, right? The, the things I want to get done this week, you know, the things I want to get done for the month. And then I also will draw a weekly spread in here. Let me see if I can find one. My journal is really ugly, you guys. It's just like literally like my notes. I'll make a weekly spread that's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Here is one. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it just has like, it's just divided. I can't, I like can't do this backwards camera situation. <laughs> it just has like, you know, a spot for each day. And then the stuff that's got to happen on that day. And that helps me like keep straight what like those usually just how I schedule like meetings, stuff I got to remember to do, appointments, calls I got to make, stuff like that. Um, so I do that. And then I take a lot of notes, right? I make a lot of, if I have an idea for a blog post, if I have an idea for a project I want to do, if I have an idea for a product, it goes in here. I have pages for all of that stuff in here. And this has really been helpful. This is what I've been using lately. I live in like die by my planner. I feel like I try out different planner systems all the time, but I really like that because it's completely flexible. It's just like I can make whatever I need in there. I can make, you know, a content calendar I have in there, like the Facebook posts for my group, like all kinds of stuff playing in there. So I like that. Um, and then the other thing I've used in the past that I really liked is Trello. So I could do a training on how I use Trello if you want. I used to like live and die by Trello, but I've really switched back to paper and pencil because I feel like it helps me be more creative personally, like to write all those ideas down. And I feel like it kind of helps me, this sounds weird. It helps like get my like creative like energy flowing, writing with a pen and paper as opposed to the computer. But I used to do Trello, like I would just have a board. This is hard to explain if you don't know what Trello is. Trello is like kind of like to-do lists and like have, it's like a, program to help you manage tasks and it's free. So that might be something to look into if you're looking for like a computer um, organizing. I, I used that like probably the first year I was blogging and I really liked it. So if you're looking for like a digital, I used to use that like, and then Google Calendar, kind of an insane. If you want a content calendar, like just use Google Calendar. It's great. You can color code everything. You can, you know, categorize everything. It's really nice. So, and it's free, right? So that's really good. Um, let's see. I'm looking at your questions. I hope that I answered the question. What was the question? Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh gosh, you guys. Sometimes I like go on these rants away. What was I talking about? Okay, how to do how do you mentally get yourself past writer's block? I've been trying to power through. It's better to just let it come when it comes. Okay, Kendra, I have a couple things to say to you about this. I left you the book for the art the link for the book, The Artist Way which is a pretty spiritual book. So if you're into spirituality, if you're into like, you believe in like, you know, God, the angels, the universe, all that kinds of stuff, you'll love that book. If you're don't, not into that stuff, that's totally fine. That book is probably not for you, although it does have some helpful things in there. One of the things that I'll tell you to do, if you truly have writer's block where you're trying to write and you can't, you don't have ideas or you're blocked, um, just start rewriting three pages every day. So she calls them the morning pages. In that book, I learned it from this book, The Artist's Way, that I linked to. But just get up in the morning every day and write three pages, free write three pages every day. And don't even read back over it. Because when we read back over things, our mind comes in and we'll start to like judge things and criticize things. And what you want to get in the habit of doing is letting your brain know it's safe to bring you ideas. Because what we tend to do when we have ideas is we'll criticize ourselves or we criticize our writing or we criticize what we're doing. And we're so critical all the time that then your brain, your ideas come from like your subconscious brain. You, it's like, I don't want to bring you ideas anymore because every time you, I bring you ideas, 
you know, you're shutting them down. So you need to think of your subconscious mind as like a small child. So like, you know, when a small child does something good and you make a really big deal out of it and you're like, oh my God, that painting is so great. It's so beautiful. You're so talented. Everything's so wonderful. You need to do that with your ideas and with your subconscious mind because you need to train your subconscious mind that bringing you ideas is a good thing, that you're so thankful for ideas, that ideas are wonderful, that you cherish and love ideas and that's so great and that's so wonderful. What a lot of us do is we get ideas and then we go, that's stupid. I can't do that. That's dumb. That's such a bad idea. Like, why would you even think that? That's so stupid. And you could like get this inner mean girl thing. So then your subconscious mind is like, screw you. Like, I'm not going to bring you ideas. Every time I bring you ideas, you're basically, you know, like a bully and a jerk. So that can happen. But a couple other things can happen besides that. You need to look at, is this writer's block or is this something else? A lot of times writer's block comes up for people for something else. You're scared of being judged, you're scared of people seeing your work, you're scared of being public, um, you know, you are scared of success, you're self-sabotaging yourself. How has this showed up in your life in other areas? Like you have to, there's a lot of things that can play into this, right? That besides just like writer's block. It can also be happening, you know, because you're scared, maybe in the back of your brain, you're scared, like your freaking ex-boyfriend is gonna find your blog and like, what are they gonna think? And they're gonna judge you. And like, you have to sit down and hash all that out. And like let go of all that fear and you have to you have to get clear on your why so your why has to be big enough that this other crap like doesn't matter right my why to me like with my mental health blog my why is like you know there's women with depression that are alone that have no resources that have no one to talk to that don't know what they're going through and they're alone and i have to reach them and that's so like ingrained in my heart that I'm like, I don't give a crap, like, who sees my blog, you know what I mean, like, I don't care, like, if my ex-boyfriend sees it and thinks it's stupid, I don't care, like, if my old teachers see it and my grammar is bad, right, that used to be, like, real fear that I had, but I made my why so strong and so powerful that those fears really, like, became so small, right, so get really clear on your why, why do you want to be a blogger, when I started, it was like, I have to work for myself, because I was so deeply unhappy in my job. And it was so clear to me that working for someone else was so bad for my mental health and so bad for my creativity. And it was not the life that I wanted. And I just was never gonna thrive in a nine to five environment. And so my wife, when I first started, was like, I have to get out of this job, right? And that was like strong enough to like get me to that level. And then when I quit, it was like, I have to reach all these people. Like all of a sudden my platform was really big. And I was like, oh my God, I have like, it was the first time like I felt like, oh, I have like influence. Like I can reach people and talk to people. They're like people are paying attention to me and like listening to what I'm saying. You know, and so then I changed my why that became a lot more about like service and serving my audience and helping the women in my audience and all that kinds of stuff. But your why's gotta be strong enough that you don't care and you're willing to like write stuff that sucks. You're willing to sit down and do the work. You're willing to struggle through it and you don't care who sees it, you don't care how scared you are, you don't care how uncomfortable you are because you're so fired up in your heart and in your soul, you're so connected to your message, right? What are you here to say? What's in your heart to say? You gotta tap into that place that's like in your heart, that's like your truth. Like, you know, this is really spiritual work to me. That's why I love talking about blogging. It's not because I love talking about blogging and stats. It's like, to me, it's about your like higher purpose and your truth. Like, what are you here to say? Like, what's in your heart to say? And you, you know, when I started, I was like, I don't have a message. Like, I don't have anything to say, but I did. I just hadn't found it yet. Right. You might have to like go through a process of finding it, but if you're being called to be online, it's for a reason and the message will come through. So like tap in your heart, you know, what do you need to say? And you need to amplify it and make it strong to where, you know, you can power through this writer's block. And the other thing is like, sometimes I just get freaking lazy. Like sometimes we hide behind these things of like, 
like I'm a perfectionist. Like I don't want to put things out that aren't perfect. I writer's block. Sometimes we hide behind that stuff, but it's really like, is that what's going on? Or are you just being lazy? Like sometimes I get lazy, like to be honest with you, like that's just, you know, the truth. So <laughs> you have to like kind of look at all these factors and figure out what's going on for you. You know, if I, I, I don't think you're on here right now, but I would ask you, you know, to really get honest with yourself about why you're not having ideas, why you're not creating content. You know, did maybe the last time you put yourself out there, someone shamed you, someone made fun of you, and it's like coming up and it's like bringing up all this fear that you need to work through. I don't know. I would imagine there's probably something in there you need to suss out and track through. If it's just like you don't have ideas, just sit down with your notebook and literally just write till ideas come. Like it will come and it will pass, right? And then get that book, The Artist Way. It's a really good book. <laughs> it's a really good book for all of you if you're into like woo woo and you want like some creativity, like ideas. I really like that book. Okay, Tracy says, figuring out how to search for the low-hanging fruit in terms of keywords, tools for finding keywords that are undeserved. Underserved, undeserved, <laughs> underserved. <laughs> Tracy, I use a, a plugin, plugin? I use a browser extension. I don't know if that's what it's called. I use a browser extension for Google Chrome. It's called Keywords Everywhere. Everyone needs to get it. It's free, it's amazing. And what it does is when you Google something, or search anything, like even on YouTube, if you go in and search something, it will show you in like little tiny letters. I wish I could show you guys my screen. It'll show you in like little tiny letters how often that word is searched. So that's like a really good one because a lot of times I will think, I just did this this morning, I was like, I have the best idea. Like I'm so clever. Like I have like the people are gonna love this blog post. And I put the title in and Googled it in keywords everywhere and no one searches for that keyword. So I could have ranked number one, but if no one is searching for it, I'm not gonna get any traffic. And I was like, no one cares about this. <laughs> no one cares about this keyword. Like literally zero people searched for it in the last 30 days, zero <laughs> people even looked it up. So it's a good way of like kind of judging what, how often people search for things is good to know, just so you're not wasting your time going after small keywords. And then I pay for a tool it's a little bit expensive. It's called Keyword Finder. It's called KW Finder. And it will rank what, like if you put in your keyword, it'll rank it kind of on a scale of like, it goes like green, yellow, orange, red of like how hard is it to rank, right? And if something comes up red and it's like, you know, I can usually rank, it gives you numbers. I can usually rank first things around like 35 and under, like up higher than that, I don't mess with because I just don't have the domain authority yet, right? So I can't go up against some of these older sites and the bigger sites. So that's kind of how I do it. I also, if you wanna get into SEO, I really, 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 really recommend Stupid Simple SEO by Mike Pearson. It's closed right now, but I'll post in here when it opens again, because I'm an affiliate for that program. It's one of like four courses I've taken that I recommend. Um, it's really good. It's the best like for SEO. I think this title like stupid simple SEO is a little misleading because that course took me like months to get through, but it really gives you like a really good system for finding keywords you can rank for. And then it teaches you exactly what you need to do to be able to rank and how to make your, your on-page SEO and your keywording, all this stuff. And it, I mean, SEO really is like an art form, right? And you can, 
I bumbled my way, you know, into Google ranking for pages, like for sure, like just by pure dumb luck of having no idea what I was doing. And that's definitely possible. But having a strategy for SEO, like you've got your traffic has either got to come from Google or Pinterest. It just does. You need traffic. Like, let's all be like real, right? We need traffic. If you're going to make a full-time income or make the money that you want, you've got to have traffic on the site and you're, you're going to get traffic either from Google or you're going to get it from Pinterest. Like ideally you're going to get it from both, right? Most of mine comes from Pinterest and I've been working to like slowly build this Google stuff up and I've done like everything. And like, I felt like nothing was working. I, t I took, I'm not going to name all the courses I took, but I took all the courses. Like you've heard of them. I've taken them right for, for SEO. And the only one that has worked for me is stupid, simple SEO. I love that course. I wish it was open all the time, but it's not, it's not even that expensive. I think it's like 300 bucks. Like a lot of SEO courses, you guys cost like thousands of dollars. So, and this one actually works. So I, I really recommend it. I think, I don't know when the next launch is. I think he opens it in the, like next month or maybe two months. I don't know. But when he, when he opens it, I'll post the link in here for you guys. And if you have any questions, you know, I'm happy to answer. You guys know I'm very honest with you and I'll tell you if I think it will help you or not. Um, let's see. The most important task. I know I wasted too much time on social media, but I need traffic. And I know I need to utilize Pinterest above all other platforms. Any Pinterest tips would be appreciated. Ladies, gladies, ladies. You need to get Jennifer Maker's um, Pinterest launch playbook. It's so, so good. It's like $27. I don't know how she's selling it for that price. She should be selling it for at least, at least $90. Jesus, it's like really good. Um, Pinterest, you need a strategy and you need to know what you're doing. Like I can give you tips if you want, but you've got to have like a, a good solid strategy. And her book is like really, I've taken, like I said, all the Pinterest courses too. All of the $500, $1,000, $200. I've taken all of them. And I've come up with a strategy that works for me. I get like 100,000 page views a month for, from Pinterest of free traffic with no ads. So I feel like I have a good strategy. I'm still working it. I'm still, I feel like I'm stuck at this level, which is really frustrating. I'm trying to get to like, you know, a next chunk of traffic and it's taking forever. So just know if you guys are in the beginning, once you get like on, you think it's, you're going to be like so satisfied and happy with everything and you're not, you're always going to be trying to get to the next level. Right. So I have the same frustrations you guys have just starting out. But, um, as far as tips, a couple things I've done that have made a really big difference or I started, I keyword all of my boards. If you guys go on my Pinterest account for radical transformation project, go look at my boards and you'll see how I keyword them. I keyword them. I search in Pinterest when you search in the top bar and, and you run a search, it'll bring up all the images, but above all the images is a little bar of suggested words. Those are keywords. You need to be using those keywords, the suggested keywords in Pinterest. Put those keywords in your pins and in your boards. So I keyword my boards. Wow, my color is doing all kinds of weird things on my screen right now. I hope that whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like really distracting though. Okay. So you need to keyword, take those keywords, put them in your boards, put them in your profile and put them on your pins. You guys look at, go look at my Pinterest profile. You can see what I do and go look at like other people's Pinterest profiles. Like other people, if you know, other bloggers that are doing well, like go look at their Pinterest stuff, go look at what they're keywording their stuff, go sign up for their emails. Look at what they're emailing their list. What does their, 
they're welcome, but I don't look like. Not to copy people, not to rip people off, but you can see people's strategy, right? You can see what they're doing. <laughs> like, you know, and kind of like, it'll give you ideas for what to do in your business and strategies you might want to try. And like some strategies you might want to try and some you might not, but it's interesting, right? But go look at my Pinterest profile. You'll see how I keyword everything. The other thing I do that has made a big difference is I pay for Tailwind. I actually manually pin most of my stuff. So Pinterest, just like Facebook, like Facebook doesn't like when people are using schedulers outside of Facebook. They like when you're posting on Facebook. So anytime you're an influencer on social media, you need to look like a user as much as possible, just a normal user, not a business, right? Because they don't want necessarily businesses hanging out on there. They want people on there interacting. It's social, right? It's for social. You know, the point of Pinterest is not for people to promote their businesses. The point of Facebook is not for people to promote their businesses. It's, the point is for them to be social and interacting with each other. So you want to look like just a normal user to the algorithm. So when you're scheduling things, most normal people are not going on Facebook and scheduling their things. Most normal people are not going on Pinterest and scheduling their content out unless you're, you know, a blogger or a business person. Does that make sense? So when I, I manually pin on Pinterest, it flags the algorithm like, hey, like I'm just a normal girl. <laughs> like I'm just a normal user, right? So I'm trying to like blend in, if that makes sense. I'm trying to like appease the algorithm. So I pin by hand, but I do pay for Tailwind because I use Tailwind for the analytics. So what I do is I go into to Tailwind. I'm sure you guys have all heard to join group boards, join group boards if you're not part of group boards, but then go into the analytics and look at the analytics of your boards. After you've been on a group board for, I don't know, like a month, I go in there like probably every few weeks and I'll just make sure they're performing. But if a group board is not performing well, I archive it. You don't want to be putting your pins on crappy boards because then they're just sitting there and they're around all this other content that's like spammy or not good and, it, and it's just, it flags to Pinterest that like your content is not good. It's like, oh, it's like, this girl's content is ending up on all these trash boards where no one's really repinning and no one's doing anything. And then Pinterest in its little algorithm brain kind of goes like, oh, like her content must not really be that good or it wouldn't be on this like crappy, stupid group board. Does that make sense? So you'll hear people tell you like, join group boards, join group boards. And a lot of times the only group boards you can get on are like really crappy ones and you're pinning and pinning and pinning on them. And then people are like, group boards don't work. And it's because yeah, you're using crappy group boards. Like it takes a lot of time and effort to get on those good quality group boards, but it's worth the effort. Like once you get on there, you know, you're in front of a lot of people, you're in front of someone else's audience, right? Which is like the dream when you're an influencer or a social media person, that's all you want all the time. You want to be in front of a lot of people, right? Be in front of more people. So if you can get on a group board that has 4,000, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 people, that's all new people for you to get in front of to share your content with. And if it's a group board that's in the category you write about, it's like 10,000 people interested in what you're writing about, which is amazing. So it's a really good opportunity. So the people that say group boards don't work are usually not using them correctly. So those are kind of my Pinterest tips. Leave your crappy group boards, look at the analytics. If they're not performing well, leave them. I'll usually even leave like the bottom ones, like I'll start cutting boards out if they're not performing and I'll just archive them and then you can unarchive boards. So I'll unarchive them every once in a while and be like, hey, like, what's this group board doing? Is it any better? Nope, still trash. And I'll archive it. Or if it's doing good, I'll be like, great. And I'll put it back on my Pinterest profile and I'll start pinning to it. But yeah, just go on um, and, and look around at what people are doing on Pinterest that 
are doing well, right, and see what they're doing, and you can kind of get a, a hang of like what you should be doing. I do recommend Jennifer Maker's book, though. It's very, very good if you don't have a strategy. It's just as good as, like, the $900 Pinterest course I took. Like, seriously, it's, like, really good. A really, like, actually really good strategy. Teresa, is there a, min a minimum number of words you would recommend for a blog post? And I would, I know you would have said before the content is a big one for helping to grow your email list, but any other suggestions? I've been at the same low number for months. I've made opt-ins for my current posts. I posted them to Pinterest. I just recently started using Tailwind Tribes to try and boost, and I'm trying to add more content. But to be honest, it's not as going as well as I would like. Where can life are getting the better of me? Thank you, Faith. Okay. I got, like, this is, like, a lot of loaded questions in one post, so hold on. Let me take a drink. <laughs> okay. So as far as minimum words per blog post, you need to know where this blog post is going. If you're trying to rank it in Google, it needs to be as long as possible. Like, it probably really... There's like a direct, there's like a lot of things about Google that's not known, right? People will speculate about the algorithm, people will speculate. There's a lot of things that are not known. One of the things that is known is Google right now likes length. It likes long posts. So if you're trying to rank something in Google, what I would do is look at the top three posts, Google your keyword. Before you write anything, y'all should be Googling your keyword. You need to look at what is ranking look at the top three posts, and your goal needs to be to write something longer, more informative, more links, just better content than the top three posts. That's like your bar. You cannot put up anything less than that. Like, that's less than the number one spot, or you're not going to rank. Like, you're just not. So you've got to, like, really commit to making long. And what you can do is, like, pull those articles and then copy and paste them and look at the word count. And that's your minimum word count for that keyword. Does that make sense? Because there's some keywords you might not have to write that much, right? And there's some keywords that are like, yeah, you need to write 3,000, 5,000, 7,000 words to rank. Like, that's just the reality of the game we're playing, like, to be honest with you. So that's a good way to do it. Like, pull up, you know, the top three articles that are ranking for that keyword and then look at them and be like, okay, I got to make content better than this. Like, this is my standard and don't put up anything with a lower word count, you know, and you'll see like if something is a couple thousand words or not. What I'll say is like, I don't try to rank every piece of content in Google. I have like a very specific SEO strategy that I got from Stupid Simple SEO. I have a spreadsheet of keywords that I'm gonna try to get in the future. And when I'm working on content, I want to rank in Google, I make long content like 3,000, 5,000, 7,000 word posts. I don't do that every day. You guys know I post like every day, sometimes twice a day. So if I'm just trying to rank in Pinterest, I don't have to have length because Pinterest algorithm doesn't take into accountability length. It doesn't. It's not as sophisticated as Google and that's why it's easier to rank in Pinterest than Google. So. I'm not gonna write a 7,000 long word post that's just gonna go on Pinterest. Does that make sense? Like, not to sound like lazy, but that's the reality like, of like, just managing my time. I can write a 1,000 page post that's useful, that's good for my people, 
a lot of my people have depression and anxiety. They don't want to read a 7,000 word post <laughs> like from me. They don't, you know what I mean? They're like, tell me something helpful. I feel like crap. I'm on your blog. Tell me something that will help me. Right. And so I try to be like a little bit funny. I try to give them a few tips. I try to give them good information and I, I make it short. It doesn't have to be long to be useful in my eyes. Right. And I put a lot of resources in there. I'll have links to a podcast that you can listen to. I'll put video links in there of other people talking about the content or, you know, I'll put links to other websites in there. I try to make useful content. So I'm not saying make crappy content. So don't, don't twist what I'm saying, but just be aware of like, where is this content going? And what am I trying to do with it? So if I'm just trying to rank on Pinterest, I'm not so worried about the SEO. And a lot of times I'll even hide my posts from Google. You can like go on your plugin in, oh God, if you guys know I'm so bad at this. I think it's Jetpack. No, what's the one with the lights? Yoast, okay. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about? It has the green, yellow, and red light. <laughs> it's called Yoast. You can go in the settings of Yoast and turn off search for Google. A lot of my posts like are deliberately hidden for Google because I'm like, I didn't keyword this great. It's not going to rank. It's only, it's really just for Pinterest. And I don't, it's not, you know, I just don't need Google looking at it. So I'll just hide it. I want Google to see my good content. I want Google to see like, wow, like this girl's writing thousands of words about the same topic. This girl like has all these posts, like, you know, linked together and everything's keyword and everything's really good. So my best posts go on Google, but my posts that are just kind of like my everyday things that I'm doing, I don't, you know, I don't put on Google and Google doesn't look at frequency the way Pinterest does. For me, posting every day or trying, I try to post every day, I probably average to like five times a week, right? Six times a week. Like there's a couple days usually where I won't post because of life or I don't feel good or you know, whatever. But I'll shoot for every day and I'll average out to like five or six times a week. But doing that on Pinterest, like Pinterest really likes that. And when I do that, I notice a boost like in my traffic. That's why I'm doing that right now because I, like I told you guys, I've been stuck at this level of traffic. It's really frustrating me. And I'm like, I'm ready to go to the next level. So I'm posting a lot right now. Right? I'm in a season of trying to grow my traffic. I'm posting a lot on Pinterest because Pinterest really likes that. If I did that on Google, Google's kind of like, man, whatever. Google wants like quality content, like your most epic, long, good, like quality articles. Does that make sense? So like I don't put anything up on Google that's definitely like less than like 2,000 words, but probably more like four or 5,000 is probably what I shoot for on Google. But like I said, look at the keywords and see what's ranking. If the number one post only has 1200 words, like, you know, write 1500. And that's not to say like, it's not about all about length. It's not like you're just going to write a longer post and get some Frank in Google. Like that's not how it, how it works. But I think it's a good gauge of kind of what they are looking for for that kind of keyword, if that makes sense. And what was the rest? That was the first part of your question. Okay. Oh, and then you're asking about email. You've been stuck at the same emails. Okay. so. You made opt-ins for your current post. So, Teresa, I'm guessing, like, on, on, are you on here by chance? I don't think so. So, I'm guessing that you're, oh, have you guys been commenting? I'm sorry. I'm on my computer and I didn't realize. Oh, I didn't even know you guys were on here. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Keywords everywhere. It works on answer in public, too. Maybe it's us. Okay. Um... Let me see. I've totally lost my train of thoughts now. If you guys have questions for me, just or if I'm, what I'm saying is not making sense. Oh, Teresa, you just joined. Okay. Teresa, I'm looking at your 
question about email lists. And what I'm thinking your problem is, is probably traffic. So if I have the best opt-in in the world, I get 100% opt-in rate, which is like, you know, that's not real. <laughs> but, but I have the best opt-in in the world. Everyone opts into it. Like, it's so good. It's killing it, right? But I don't have any people coming to my website. My email list is still going to grow by zero. And so a lot of people, the issue is like not having a lot of traffic. I get like around 100 email subscribers every day onto my site, but I get thousands of people on my site every day. Does that make sense? So a lot of these issues can be solved with traffic. So there's, there's a couple ways to mess with getting your email list to grow. You can mess with getting more traffic onto your site, which, you know, I suggest doing, and you can mess with your conversion rate. Right? You can either get you can get more people to come to your site or you can get more of the people coming to your site to subscribe. Those are the only options for growing your, your email list. So you know you should be able to, I don't know what email server you're looking at, but you should be able to look at your stats and tell how many people are looking at a form and how many people are opting in, right? And look at those numbers and start messing with them and seeing if you can. I just changed the image. I have the same lead magnet, but I changed the image for it and now it's opting higher, right? And I'm getting more email subscribers because of that. So those are your leverage points when you're growing your email list. You can get more people on your site or you can change the rate, your conversion rate of people opting in. You can make something that people want more, right? If I have a lead magnet and 1% of every, you know, everyone that comes on the site opts in, but then I create a new lead magnet and that one, 3% of everyone that comes to the site opts in. I just tripled my email list. Like that's how the, this stuff starts kind of breaking down. So those are the main ways. Does that make sense? And then it sounds like my intuition is telling me like you need more traffic onto your site. And I really suggest like my strategy for getting traffic is to post a lot and, you know, to, put stuff on Pinterest, make really good stuff for Pinterest and have a strategy for Pinterest. I was plugging like Jennifer's Pinterest launch playbook earlier. That's a really good place to get a strategy if you don't have one. And as far as life getting in the way, like life's going to do what it's going to do. You know, we can't control that. There's times in my life where I have not I've stepped out of blogging or, or I have to take care of my family or I have to do whatever. Like sometimes that's how life goes. I've also had times of where it's like, you know, I had to get up at five in the morning work on my blog I've had those times too so it's like you know I don't you have to do what's best for you and you're the only one that can really answer that like is it best for you to get up at five in the morning and hustle and push like or is it best for you to take a step back and care for yourself and care for your family and whatever's going on do you need to clear other things out of your schedule do you need to reprioritize how you're spending your time you need to I said in the beginning of this I've been like addicted to social media lately you have to delete Facebook off your phone like I did you know you have to stop watching Netflix I don't know, like those are all questions like you have to ask yourself as far as like what your priorities are, where you spend your time, what do you want out of your business? The reality is the more time you spend on your business, the faster it will grow, right? Like that's just the name of this game. And so we all have to do a lot of like rearranging and reprioritizing and trying to figure out where the leverage points are and like how to grow. Um, Starly says, how long does it take you to start, finish, write a post, get images, create freebie, pin, etc.? Everything you do to get a post considered finished. I like an hour, an hour and a half, if it's like a big deal. It depends. Like, it depends on a lot of things. So, I mean, 
I, I, maybe like an hour and a half, maybe, yeah, probably more than an hour, probably like an hour and a half. I already have all my opt-ins made. It's very rare that I make an opt-in for a post because I have like a bank of like a hundred opt-ins at this point because I've been doing this for a while. And when I started, I made a ton of opt-ins. So I just use the ones I already have. I'm working on a new freebie right now, but that's like very, very rare that I do that. Like most of the time I just pull the ones I'm already there. My pins like don't take me very long to make because I have like hundreds of templates. I just take an old pin I made and modify it, change the text, change the colors, change the images, whatever. So some of this stuff is like, you get faster with time. And like, I just can sit down and write. I can write a thousand word post in like less than an hour. Like just because I write fast and I write, I'm like, I, I say the same things on the internet all the time. Like my messages are the same. Like I know what I'm gonna say pretty much. You know what I mean? It's not like I have to research my topic. Like I've been talking about depression and anxiety on the internet now for two years. Like I know what I'm gonna say. I have a lot of good things to say now, right? Because I've been doing it for so long. It's just like when I talk to you guys, I say the same things all the time, right? <laughs> like uh, someone asked me a question the other day. She's like, should I should I start my podcast or should I wait? And I was like, you know what I'm going to say. Like, you know what I'm going to say. Like, if you follow me, right? I say the same things all the time. I'm going to tell you like, you know, go for it, do it. Like, do it now, don't wait. Like all that, don't wait to put it out, all that kinds of stuff. So it's the same on my blog. I tell them the same stuff all the time, right? And I tell you guys the same stuff all the time. It's just like people need you to say things over and over and in different ways to get the message. So that's all I'm doing as a blogger is just trying to, you know, I'll share the same messages about depression all the time. But if I say it on a certain platform, a certain way at a certain time and someone sees it, that's the magic, right? And it's just saying it over and over and over again, trying to reach as many people, you know, about managing their mental illness and giving them the tools and giving them the things. Um, you know, and I say the same things on the podcast that I say on the blog, that I say on the Facebook, that I say on Instagram. Like I say the same stuff <laughs> on all of the things and just try to grab people's attention, just trying to help, right? It's just like, here's things that'll help. Here's things that'll help. Here's things that'll help. But they're the same things. I'm not like innovating things. So it doesn't take me that long to write a blog post. I don't, is my answer. Like I usually try to get in my office by six and I usually like, make it by 6.30, sometimes 7. By 7, I try to be, like, writing. Like, and by 9, I always have the blog post up. So less than two hours. Um, do you have to get a lawyer to write disclaimers on your site? Is that the only way to be legal? Chastity, I'm not the person to ask about this. My whole, like, vibe is, like, I don't know. Like, I am not probably the most legal like person in the world, like I am a, a big fan of like just doing things and figuring them out. So I've never had a lawyer look at anything of mine. I don't know. Could I get sued? I don't know. I have an LLC. Um, so if someone sues me, like they can only get the assets of the business. They can't get my personal assets. At least that's my understanding of it. Like, and you know, I try to do things that are smart. I have disclaimers on my emails. I have disclaimers on my products. I have disclaimers on my things. Like the say I'm not a therapist. It says I'm not a therapist like a thousand times on my website. If you go on there, I try to be very transparent with people. Um, I try to be smart, but I don't like let fear or worry like pull me back from doing anything. So I'm, I'm not probably the person to take legal advice from. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do we need a business license as bloggers? I don't know. I think that's different state by state. I don't know. I'm an LLC. I did hire someone to do that. They put my LLC together in the state of Florida and did all that paperwork for me. 
I don't, I, I don't know, maybe ask, I don't know who you would ask that, a lawyer, an accountant, I have no idea. Um, I have like a business, you know, bank account, all my stuff goes in, I have an LLC. Um, that's pretty much all I've done as far as like business stuff. I just, I just, I mean, it's really easy. You just go to Wells Fargo and get a business checking account and then <laughs> I got an LLC from the state of Florida where I live and that's the only like business things I've ever done. I use um, QuickBooks Self-Employed. I really like, I do my own taxes. So I just use QuickBooks Self-Employed and I just mark all my business expenses in there and it's super easy, I like that. But that's about as much like business, like hardcore business advice as you guys are gonna get out of me. I'm not the person for that. I will add mine to everyone else's who commented something similar about building traffic and Pinterest tips. Y'all want Pinterest, you want, like I don't have any like golden nuggets of Pinterest. I did give you guys, if you guys just thought that, I gave some good Pinterest tips earlier, so go back and watch the replay. I'm not finding any new ideas in courses, even paid, and I've been implementing things I've already heard for over a year now. I'm worried it's my content, headlines, and titles. That's why, oh, someone says she signed up for sticky blogging. I haven't taken that, but I've heard good things about Kelly. Um, yeah, why don't you post some of your headlines and stuff in the group, Lauren? You need, like, this sounds, like, weird to say, but Pinterest, you need, like, clickbaity headlines. You need juicy headlines. And things that do really well for me are, like, lists, like, ten things to do, blah, blah, blah. It's five ways to do da-da-da, like, whatever. And you need, like, sometimes I'll write, the cool thing about Pinterest is that your headline on your pin doesn't have to match your headline on your blog post title. So you can try like different titles on those pins and see if they work. So go back to some of your pins that are underperforming and try it with different headlines. Like I usually make multiple pins for all of my posts. So uh, my first suggestion, especially if you think it might be titles, is go back, make five to seven pins for every post that you have and make a different headline on each of those pins and start circulating them and see if it makes a difference. And then if you start getting traction, then you know, like, yeah, my titles weren't that good. <laughs> Sometimes I'll ask myself, I'll like be writing a headline and I'll be like, how do I make this juicier? Juicier, clickier, like better, like something people want. And it needs to be all about, like you need to think about if they're scrolling on Pinterest, right? You need to grab them. You need to stop them from scrolling and get them to click on your thing, right? So you need to say something on that pin where they're like, oh, I need to know about that. Or, oh, I need that information. Like what are your, what is your avatar going to click on, going to want to click on, right? And this is part of like knowing who you're writing to and who you're serving and um, try that. But I would, if you guys are, make more than one pin for your post, don't make one pin, make one pin, but then like a couple weeks later, go back and make another one. And then a couple weeks later, go back and make another one. And like keep circulating those old posts with more and more pins. You need to have a lot of pins and a lot of content floating around on Pinterest. Some of it's gonna catch and some of it's not. That's how, my content still is that way. I had a post that went viral like a couple of weeks ago on there that I never would have thought. I was just like, even after all this time, oh, I was just like, I think like, it's like, you know, I think I have it figured out. I'm like, I know what does good on Pinterest and what doesn't. And then I like put this post up. Like, it was just like a random post I wrote because I felt like writing it. It was like about my story with depression and like my story um, with antidepressants. And it was just like, it was almost like therapy for me to write it. It was really like, I don't write a lot about myself on my blog, actually. It's mostly like tips and tricks for this and like a little bit of my background and here's some things you can do for that. But this post was like really like 
just my journey and I don't think anybody was really going to care about it. And I made some weird headline for it because I was like, I don't even know what to call this to make a pin for it. Um, I think I called it like what I wish I had known about depression or what I wish I had known about antidepressants. And that sucker took off like wildfire. So you just never know. Like you just got to keep messing with this stuff. You know, and then there's other days where I'm like, oh, this post is going to do great. Like Pinterest is going to love this. Like everyone's going to love it. And it totally flops. Like no one shares it and like clicks on it. So I think part of it really is like just being at the right place at the right time. Like, you know, and that's why it's so important to keep circulating these things, right? And keep posting new things, trying to put more out there. Um, okay. And then you guys are talking about aromatherapy in the comments. I'm not going to get into that because I don't know anything about aromatherapy. I agree with others. Traffic seems to be solid and frustrated. Oh, you guys are having some trouble with traffic. My day job sucks time away. I could spend on my blog figuring out how to make money so I could quit my day job. I think it was you who talked about the analogy of a wave going out and you don't know when it will come in. That's how I feel. Yeah. Arlen, being tested. This happens. Like, this is like your moment before the breakthrough. So you've got to tell yourself when you're in these moments, when it looks like nothing is working, you have to tell yourself, like, this is part of my success story. Like, it's all about to come back. You have to, this is like why people quit, right? It's because they can't get through this part of like, you're working, you're working, you're working, you're working, and you're not seeing progress. That's completely normal, you guys. That's normal. That's why this is so hard. If this were easy, everyone would be doing it. The good thing is, so many people quit, and that means that there's so much room for you guys to have massive success online. I truly believe that. There's so much room. I'm going to be ma like massively successful, like way bigger than I am now. You guys are going to have massive success because we're not going to quit, right? Because most people can't get through this part of the tide going out, of working, 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 and watching it all go out. And you have to believe like while you're doing this work that the wave is going to come back to you. Everything you want is about to come back. But right now, you're watching it all go out. And you can't see the freaking water anymore. And you're standing on the beach and you're like, what the heck? Like, is it coming back? And that's the time where you have to energetically decide. This is like part of my spiritual beliefs, but I believe like when that happens, you have to energetically decide, like, I'm, I have faith that this is going to work. I believe, I know it's all happening. I know this is all happening in divine timing and I know it's going to work. And there's something energetically about deciding during that time there's something spiritually or energetically or like whatever you want to call it about being deciding to be certain when you can't see it and having that level of faith, right? It's not faith until it's tested. You understand? Like you have to decide like this is all going to work. I know in my heart and in my soul, like that freaking wave is coming back and I believe and you have to like get in your heart and like really feel that like with your being, like I know it's going to work out. I know I'm going to be massive. I'm massively successful. I know all of this work will come back. I know all of the work will come back. I know it always pays off in the end. I know it. I know that it will. And if you can get energetically in that place, things will start to shift. And this, this is like a spiritual like woo woo like belief. So you don't believe in this, that's totally fine. I like don't care. But I know that to be true for me. And that's like, it's almost like an exciting time for me now when I go through a time like that where it's like I'm being tested. Or like, it looks like things aren't going to work because I know that's the time the tide is about to change. And I know that I just have to energetically be stronger in my beliefs. I have to energetically show the universe I'm serious, right? That's, those are the times like when it looks like it's not going to work, 
those are the times now where I'll do like, don't be impulsive or don't make bad decisions, but I'll do something that looks crazy to other people because I want to show the universe. Like I believe in this, like I'll invest another thousand dollars in this business. Like it looks like it's going to fail. Like watch me, like, you know what I mean? And I'll show the universe. Like, like you think I'm going to quit. You think I'm going to stop believing. Mm -mm. I'm going to go harder. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to invest more money. Like, you know what? And there's something energetically about being in that time of like when I look at it as like the universe testing you and like calling you to rise up. That's really what it is. The universe is calling you to rise up. And so when it looks like it's not working, when it looks like it's all going out, that's your time to rise up. And there's something energetically about that, about showing the universe, like, look, like I'm serious. Like I'm going to make this happen. I don't care. I don't care how long it takes. Like, I don't care. That no one's reading this blog. I don't care that no traffic is coming. I'm not going to quit because I believe. I believe in myself. I believe in this business. I believe in my mission. I believe I'm here to help a lot of people and I'm not going anywhere. You know what I mean? So that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> I think your question was about traffic. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get this like a whole separate tangent. <laughs> oh, Lord, you guys. Um, stalled and frustrated. Oh, and your day job sucks. So, You've got to find a way to be thankful for your day job. And I know that this is hard because I've like, I went through this, right? I'm like, I was like, I hate my day job. I hate this. I hate this situation, blah, 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 blah. But it's just like anything else. The more we focus on the negative, the more you're attracting like that negative energy to you. And the more you're just making yourself uncomfortable, you're making the situation worse. <laughs> You've got to be thankful. So I would like be walking to work. And I mean, I hated my job. You guys, I used to like cry in the bathroom at work almost every day for like multiple years that I worked at this job. So it's like a very, very bad situation. I've like made a lot of money, but I was like spiritually the most miserable person you've ever met. But I decided I was like, once I started my blog, it made me like realize like, okay, I hate this job, but it's giving me the money to fund like this Thing I really want to do and at least I have this job to pay my bills like it is a blessing if you have a job to pay your bills like be thankful right and tell yourself like I'm so thankful for this job like I know you know it's not where you want to be or like whatever but if you can find some kind of gratitude for it and just it will bring you a lot more peace if you're focusing on like this job is taking away from me it's taking time away from me it's not serving me this job is like blah 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 blah, blah. if you have all this negative energy about your job it's going to be a long, you're making the road longer. You've got to get in alignment. When you're in alignment and you're in that higher vibe place where you're like, I'm on my mission. Everything is working out the way it's supposed to. I have this job. My bills are paid. The right people are coming to me. The right ideas are coming to me. My business is on the right path. My business is growing. Everything is working out. When you're in that place, it's like things start to flow easily. You guys ever have that friend that's like, like a magical unicorn that's like well how does that happen to her like everything great happens to her she just like skips into a bar and like meets her soulmate and then gets a dream job and like everything is easy you've got to get yourself in that vibration of like things happen to me quickly and easily everything is good everything is you've got to get yourself in a higher vibration and you can't get there if you're like my job sucks everything's hard this blog is hard i don't know if it's going to work you know if you're in that place you're telling yourself those stories you're just weighing yourself down and you're not going to be able to make that energetic shift that shift I was talking about earlier where you're energetically having to like show the universe and like rise up. Right. I have rise like tattooed on my arm. Like that's how serious I am about it. <laughs> you know, when the universe is calling you to rise up,
but you're stuck down here complaining about how hard it is and you don't know if it's going to work and you're scared and you're doing all this work but it's not working and you're trying Pinterest but it's not going and blah, blah, blah and you're telling all these stories and the universe is just up here like okay I'm waiting like I'm freaking waiting for you to decide to rise up and it's waiting for you to energetically like get in alignment and like be thankful for what's in front of you be thankful for the things to come and to claim like what's yours and to rise up right I'm gonna play up here I'm calling myself to a higher level to a next level and when you call yourself up the universe will meet you there the universe will bring you the people, bring you the blessings, bring you whatever it is you need to get to the next level. But you have to spiritually rise up first. Does that make sense? I don't know if any of this makes sense. But this is literally how life works for me. Like, this is my truth. All I can do is come on here and share with you guys my truth. And people want me to come on, like, share with you, like, I'm happy to share any strategy I have. But the truth is, like, I do believe, like, that's how I find success. I rise up. I energetically, like, am always ca I'm called to another level, and I rise up, like, over and over again. And and that's how I find success. Like, to be honest with you, like, the Pinterest stuff, like, doesn't really matter to me because my mission is, like, so, so ingrained in my heart and my mindset is so strong and my faith and belief in my mission and what I'm here to do is so unshakable that – it doesn't matter. Like Pinterest can freaking crash tomorrow. Like I'll find my people like watch me. I'll build a bigger, better business. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of like certainty. I'll be twice as successful, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's not about like being arrogant. It's about like, I know when I get in alignment and I call, I rise up to that level that the universe will meet me and play with me there. And the universe will bring me the, the tools that I need. And that everything works for me when I rise up and I push myself to that next level. Does that make sense? So that was like totally woo-woo. I don't know if you guys are into that stuff or if this is just way too out there. But that is like my truth. All I can do is share my truth and how things work for me. I don't claim to like know how the universe works or like have everything figured out. But that's how I get through these times. This is literally what keeps me going. Hubby thinks I'm nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The people will either like be, the people that are into it are either like, yeah, totally. Or they're like, you're insane. Like there's no middle, right? People either can, like, it feels very real to me. Like, and p other people either feel that and life works like that for them. And maybe life doesn't work like that for everyone. I don't know. Like there's certain people that are like, no way. Like that's like, totally not and maybe life works a different way for them I don't know I don't know and I don't care like all I care about is like how life works for me and I'm happy to share that with you guys and if it helps great and if it doesn't whatever like my feelings aren't hurt you know what I mean oh good Arlen says it helps okay I have a couple more god this is gonna be like another hour-long live stream I try to like keep these short but I am new to the blogging game but very passionate about it and eager to learn it's totally consistent my life, yeah. <laughs> I want to be a part of a blogging team. It's so expensive to work with a blogger that has had success. Yeah, look for like a part-time job. Like, be, work as a VA, Brianna. Look, like, put your skills out there and like work as a VA. You know, people hire people all the time. I'm going to hire someone. I'm, one of my goals is like to hire, a, you know, someone. I keep saying that, but soon. You know, and people hire people. So start working as a VA. Like, I don't know what you're, what you would like to do, but maybe, you know, put together some VA packages, start advertising, start going in Facebook groups, start putting your website out there, you know, and you can work, you know, and do tasks for other bloggers. And that's a great way to learn. I think um, my friend Grandi, 
is a great example of that. She works for Jennifer Maker now, and now she sees like how Jennifer runs her business. I work for, um, I don't know if you guys know her because she's not a blogger, but I work for with Lauren from Badass Business Babes, and she's a business coach. But it's really good for me to be able to see, I'm doing consulting for her and helping her do certain things in her business, but it's good for me to be able to see like, oh, that's what it looks like to have a million dollars coming in your business. Like, that's what it looks like to play at this next level. Like, it's good for me to be around, you know, people that are at the next level. So that would be my suggestion is just to try to start doing some like VA tasks, you know, and kind of start networking and putting yourself out there as a VA. Like, hey, I'm so-and-so and I do, I don't know, Pinterest stuff. I do editing. I, I write blog posts. I, I mean, I manage people's blogs. Like, I don't know, whatever you want to do, right? I um, I work with a team with Lauren, but I do her blog, right? So I'm not working with people on the blog. Like, I do her blog and I do certain other things in her business, and then we all collaborate on building the business together, and it's amazing, I love it. And it's honestly been such a huge blessing for me and my mental health, because to be honest with you guys, like blogging was like really hard on like managing my depression and anxiety, because I'm at my house, I love my house so much. You guys don't like know my whole story, I was like able to buy this house, and it was like such an amazing blessing, it's the nicest place I've ever lived, and it's just like it means so much to me I love it so much I have my dog that I love so much and I can just stay in this house like literally for like days and days on end which is actually really bad for my mental health because before I had the job working with Lauren and doing the consulting and stuff I was just working on my blog working on this business alone at my house by myself just me in this business which is very intense right and I don't have a long-term like I don't have a partner I don't have a boyfriend or anything so I'm just at my house alone for days and there were like lots and lots of days where I didn't talk to anyone so it was very bad for my mental health so working with this team is like just been so great for me because every day we get on zoom and we chat and we hang out and we talk business which I obviously love talking about business I'm on here like in my free time doing a live stream talking about blogging like you know and it, it's just really fun for me to have people that understand what I do because none of my friends or people in my life like understand what I'm doing with this business or like what I'm trying to do or what the goal is, right? So it made me feel a lot less alone. So I recommend that if you feel called to work with other people, there's opportunity to do that. And it made me feel actually really good about the skills that I've built. Like once I got on Lauren's team, I was like, wow, like I have a lot of really valuable skills that I've taught myself and built up over the last couple of years. And it's given me a lot of confidence where it's like, oh, if I wanted to go work for a company or work somewhere and do this stuff, like, I can do that. I know how to SEO. I know how to get traffic. I know how to build email funnels. I know how to sell stuff. I know how to do sales copy. I know how to do sales pages. And those are all really valuable skills. So, you know, sometimes the blog will lead you to other things. And now I like love working at her company almost as much as like my own blog. So it's been a huge like blessing, you know, and it like doubled my income. So, I mean, I just, it's, I can't, I'm just so thankful. I have a training that I did on Pinterest. With permission, I will add a link to it. Yeah, you guys can share links. I don't care. I think that's it. Okay. You guys need anything from me? You guys on here? I think I answered all your questions. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. This is like an hour long. I just saw the clock. Oh, I'm sorry, you guys. I try to answer short, but I just... I'm not a concise talker. Okay. If you guys need anything this week, leave it in the group. If you get stuck with anything or you want my opinion about something, just make sure to tag me because I try to go in the group and like answer questions and, and respond to things, but I don't always see all of the stuff in that group just because I am so busy. So, but I'm happy to, to help you. So if you want help from me, just make sure to tag me so that way I see it. 
and yeah, post in the group. I'll do another. I keep thinking you guys are not going to have questions for me. I'll, I'm like, oh, I've answered them all. But every week you guys keep having more questions. So if you guys have questions next week, I'll do another live. Um, and yeah, if you need help with anything, just tag me in the group. And thank you guys for watching. I hope this was helpful. And I'll see you guys soon.